0: Hello and welcome to the Girl is Go Time show, your weekly reminder that the sideline is no longer your home. I am your host, Danielle Bartren, and I am so excited that you are joining us once again. First, I want to say thank you to all of you that have listened to episode one. You've left reviews and feedback and you have shared it, and that has truly Bless my heart to know that story time is empowering you, that the gems that were dropped, y'all been sending me y'all notes, and I absolutely love all of it. That is my hope that this continues to empower you to get off the sideline every week. So every time you feel like, I don't know if I can keep doing this, or am I good enough that you remember that you have what you need and the stuff that you don't have, ask for it, ask for help. So we're about to move into episode two of season one. And this episode is called teacher versus Student." But don't get it twisted, it's not so much about me being a teacher, if you know me, I am an educator, but I want to give you some insight about the difference between a teacher and a student and why we should actually function in both roles as much as we possibly can. So I want to start with the teacher side of things. A lot of us have lots of experiences, things that we've done, things that we are really good at. And some of us have been feeling like, but I don't have as much experience as such and such, or I don't have this degree, or this person is more equipped than me. And so we have literally set ourselves on the sideline from teaching There are things that we do very well and we are passionate about it and we can break it down for other people, but we have not qualified ourselves as a teacher. And girl, today, I want you to know You have the ability to teach. There are things and gifts and talents that God has given you. There are experiences that you've gone through that qualify you to be able to teach. Does that mean you're going to be in a classroom? Maybe, maybe not. Does that mean you're going to be on a stage? Maybe, maybe not. That might mean you're teaching your niece how to do something or how to not do something. That might mean you are teaching your neighbor what to do or what not to do or giving Them new experiences that they otherwise would have never had. Your ability to teach is in the inside of you, but you have to use it. You cannot continue to have all of these things and still sit on the sideline. Can I tell you something? That's why most of y'all frustrated right now because you actually are equipped to do much more than what you're actually doing. Can you imagine somebody having all of these things and all of these gifts and talents, but they're not using them or they're not using them to the full capacity? And so if you're not being a teacher, here's the thing, you're being a student. So you continue to take in all this information and learn all these things. But if you never release it, you become um, full to capacity. You almost feel like you are about to the bust. There's somebody listening right now and you just feel like, man, I just I, I, I don't know what to do with all this stuff I have. You know what you need to do? Start teaching some of it. Start teaching other people how to do some of it so it will give you capacity to continue to learn stuff. Because if you stay in the student role and you never step up to be the teacher, there are so many people that are gonna miss out on some amazing things that you could have brought into their lives because you didn't think that you were qualified enough or you didn't think that you were presented in the best way. But I want to tell you that the people that God has assigned to you to teach they're going to receive it the way that you're giving it out. I, for one, know everybody is not my assignment. I know that the women that are called to Girl is Go Time, these are women that say, you know what? I know there's more for me. I know God has given me gifts and talents and strategies and all these things, but I just need to package it in a way that I can um, make sure that other people see it and are impacted, but... That's not everybody. There are some people that are okay where they are. They don't want to change. They're happy. You are just living your best life, even though it's not really your best life. Well, that's not the people I'm called to. So I want to let you know the people that you're called to, they will hear your voice. They will know that you are assigned to them. And you have to walk in that assignment boldly. There is a level of confidence that you have to have as a teacher. And let me tell you why, because I teach every day. And and if I walk in that room being shy and quiet and all these things, my students might eat me alive. I'm going to just be real. I teach high school seniors. And so there is some confidence building that you need to do so that you can efficiently teach what it is that God has given you to teach. Some of you should be teaching Bible study. Some of you should be teaching people how to sing or how to dance or how to write a book or how to start a business or all of these things you have in the inside of you, but you just feel like, well, such and such is better at it or they've been doing it longer and I don't want to step on anybody's toes. Let me tell you something. There are enough people in this world. You're not stepping on nobody's toes when you do nothing God called you to do. The only thing that, Somebody might feel a little iffy about, or you know, be a little upset about, is because God told them to do it first and they sat on it too long, and then God assigned it to you. That's the only time that somebody has the right to be feeling some type of way about you. And honestly, they don't even have that right because they had the opportunity, they had the space, they had the chance when God gave it to them. But God is one, I know we like to say, well, what's for me is for me. But sis, let me tell you something. God is not a man that he should lie. So if he spoke it, it's going to come to pass. The thing is going to come to pass. The vessel, mm, that can change. So if God is telling you to do something and you know he's calling you to teach in this season and you're trying to get everything together and it gotta be perfect, and but God needs it done, if you wait too long, He's going to assign it to somebody else. Let me break it down a little further. you like, God wouldn't do that to me. God love me. Well, he does, but he has to keep his promise. If he said it, he has to make sure it happens. So think about this. You have your, your favorite hairstylist, right? The girl, she gets you together. But you have an event coming up and the event is for a specific day. And the person that you love to do your hair She's not available. She's booked up. She's out of town, whatever. But you have to go to this event. What are you going to do? Are you just not going to go to the event? Or are you going to find somebody else to do it? You and I both know that you're going to find somebody else to do it. Because the thing about it is, yes, I love when they do my hair and all this stuff. But the event is taking place at a certain time and I need to be there. And I need to be looking like I'm put together. So if we will do that in the natural, we'll get somebody else to do it. Even though we had our first choice and all that stuff, God has to do the exact same thing. Because remember in Esther, her uncle said, hey, this is going, we're going to be deliberate, but what part are you going to have in it? Because she could have said, no, I don't want to do that or that's too much and all this stuff. She could have backed out. It was still going to happen. But what part would she have had in it? Again, you have to understand that when God is calling you to do something, he has to get it done, whether it comes through you or not. You might have been his first choice. I strongly believe that there have been some assignments that God has given me and they were not originally mine. Because some of the stuff has seemed so left field and granted, I had the ability to do it and he sent the resources, but I don't believe it was originally assigned to me, but I do believe my availability pushed me to the top of the list see y'all gonna start seeing people that you like wait how did they get here like they just started on that yesterday and you know the podcast is number one and they only have two episodes and you're gonna be like but i've been working and i've been trying to figure out this thing for three years and i haven't released one episode but they number one already well how did it happen because they were available because they did the work so don't be angry When God is calling you to do something and you're sitting there trying to make everything just amazingly perfect in your own strength. I'm not saying don't do stuff in excellence. That's not what I'm saying at all. But in your own strength, you're trying to put all this stuff together. And God was like, just get it done. It's something I need to be said in the earth and I need it to come. Now, I want it to come through you. But if I got to get somebody else to do it, so be it. And we have to be aware of things like that we cannot let um religious bondage say well you know if it's for me it's for me it might have been that's like you making a reservation at a um, restaurant you made the reservation at seven o'clock cool they put your name on the list right your name on the list seven o'clock cool seven o'clock they calling your name you know where to be found all right seven ten, they call you again. Seven fifteen. that's your last call. You're still not there. Guess what? Just because that table was initially, initially reserved for you, you did not show up when you were supposed to be there. Do you think they're going to hold that table all night? No, ma'am. They're going to give it to the next person on the list. And this is something for some of y'all. Some of y'all the next person on the list. You didn't have all the qualifications and stuff, but your availability got you moving up in the line so somebody needs to shout about that because you're next in line even though you weren't supposed to be there was somebody that was supposed to go before you somebody had more resources and more wisdom and more connections but they didn't show up when they were supposed to be there and you were standing there waiting available you said go ahead and put me on the wait list this is Listen, if you feel like you've been on a wait list in life where you just feel like you've just been waiting and well, when is this gonna happen? But but you, you ready, you ready for when they do call your name again. That's why the sideline is no longer your home. Even if you're on the, you're not in the game. Some of y'all, the sideline, but y'all been sitting on the bench. You need to be suited up, sis, because your name is about to be called. Your name is about to be called for the things that you have to teach to the world. There are people that are waiting for your expertise, waiting for the things that you have in the inside of you and the way that you d- will deliver them that don't nobody else have. It's so funny to me whenever somebody say, "Girl, you be snatching edges," because I know who I am. That's not my intent necessarily, and I don't do it in a mean girl way. But if you if it was for you, it was for you. And if your edges came off, I mean, you know, I love you and we just gonna you know, moisturize and get it back together. But again, nobody is going to do it like you do it. But that don't mean you're the only person that can get it done. All right. I need you to sit with that. You're not the only person that can get it done. He would love it for it to be you. But don't get it twisted. And think, if it don't happen through me, it's just not going to happen. You you telling the creator of the universe that? (laughs) No, ma'am. So prepare yourself to teach. Prepare yourself to be called. Prepare yourself. When they start calling names, be ready. Be prepared. And here's the thing. Even as a teacher transition, a student transition into a teacher, you got to be prepared. But here's the other thing. Some of y'all need to learn how to be a student again. Some of you have been teaching so long that you are not being fed anywhere. You're always the one preparing the presentations and setting up things and you're always the behind the scenes person and you're no longer being fed. Well, here's what I want you to know that you have to get back into student role as well, because what's happening to some of y'all, Holy Spirit, don't even have access to teach you no more. Because you're so used to being the teacher now that if anything is said that is contrary to what you believe or experiences that you have, you completely ignore it and just disregard it basically. So you have to be okay with being a student as well. So I'm not saying that being the teacher is better than being the student or vice versa, but you have to play both parts well. I enjoy going into rooms where I'm not the expert, because if I go into rooms where I'm not the expert, then people are able to pour into me. I'm able to listen freely. I'm able to get gems and just get all these types of experiences that if I was the one leading it, what am I getting if I'm giving it? There's no new information, right? So you need to be okay With going into the room as an expert and going into the room as a student and not even just rooms and conversations. I know this for sure. For me, I dealt with this for such a long time where I would be in conversations and I would have something valuable to say. But I would just sit as a student, I would just sit and listen and take it in, even though I knew I had something valuable to say and bring to the conversation that would have in that moment turned me into the expert about the thing. But I was like, but no, they know what they're talking about. And then who they, Who am I? Who They're going to be like, girl, who she thinks she is talking about? And I was afraid to speak up. And so there are a lot of people that missed out on what I had to say, not because they wouldn't have accepted it, but because I was too afraid to share it. There have been some of you that have been self-diagnosed as an introvert. You don't like being around people. You, You just prefer. Well, let me tell you something. If I would have taken on that title, you wouldn't be hearing my voice today because- I don't talk. Even though I can't physically see you, this would have frightened me to be doing something like this, where eventually I know people are going to hear my voice. I grew up um, the very shy one, the very quiet one. But let me tell you how that happened and why that came to be. When I was really young, I was like I was in kindergarten. I was bullied because your girl was a little Chubby, (laughs) and you know how kids are, and so I was bullied. And so, what I chose to do, or to defend myself from that, I said, Well, if I talk, I'm gonna bring attention to myself. So, if I stay quiet, then people won't see me, so they can't talk about me. I'm not gonna bring no extra attention to myself. And so, I turned in. To the shy, quiet person, but that was never actually supposed to be my personality. It was a defense mechanism. There are some things right now that you are using as a defense mechanism that God never intended to be your personality. You are doing it to keep yourself from being hurt, to keep yourself from being embarrassed, to keep yourself from looking like a fool, just all kinds of things. You're using defense mechanisms that were never a part of your personality. And so here's what happened. Even after kindergarten in middle school, I had lost the weight, but I was still the shy one. I was still the quiet one because I had done that thing so long, it became a part of my personality, but that was never actually supposed to be there. And so it wasn't until later on that I was like, man, I have something to say, but I don't feel released to say. And then that's when the work had to start up the healing that I always had something to say. My voice was always valuable, but I didn't want to draw attention to myself. So I stayed quiet even when what. They would have looked at me for what I before would have been like, man, I don't want you to see me. That was gone. We're defending ourselves from stuff that doesn't even exist anymore. Since you are not the five-year-old girl anymore. You are not the one that is struggling to speak. You are not her anymore. And your voice matters. So what would have happened? If, oh, how old am I, 34-year-old Daniel was still using silence as a defense mechanism, you know what would happen? Not this podcast. Because guess what? I am literally doing the exact opposite of the thing that held me hostage for so long. What would happen if you start doing the exact opposite of the thing that's been holding you captive? What if you push through and start doing it? You, a lot of, I know a lot of people, and as a business coach, like, oh, I don't want to go live. What if you start doing it? What if you started getting comfortable with seeing yourself on camera? What if you started getting comfortable with hearing your own voice being played back? And will it feel comfortable at first? No. It might forever feel weird and awkward to you, but you're pushing through and you're eliminating the defense mechanism. You don't need it anymore. Because as you're trying to protect yourself, you're telling God, "Uh uh-uh, I got it. You know, I know all these benefits come With accepting you as my Lord and Savior and all this stuff. But nah, my heart, I got to protect me. Because I don't know how good a job you going to do. Because when it happened, I didn't feel like you really showed up. But the truth of the matter is, did I even give him the opportunity to show up? Or did I go into defense mode? Did I go into figuring it out and like, oh, no, I don't like how that feels. So what did you do? And what do you need to heal from? So as we're thinking about being a teacher versus being a student and what roles we need to play in certain environments, I hope at the the base of this, you heal. You say, oh man, I've been doing something like that. Like I know that there is more in me in this industry or this field, but I've been holding myself because of this, this, and this. And it's probably something happened when you was a kid. Maybe you got rejected. Maybe rejection is the thing that's been holding you back from releasing the book. Because what if people don't buy it? Even though God has told you your story needs to go out. But you're worried about the people that won't buy not the people that will. See, and that's what the enemy does. He makes us think about the things that could happen That will be um, considered failures for us. And so we can't even start thinking about the, well, what, you know, what if it end up being a bestseller, right? Like, what if it ends up changing so many lives and transforming so many people? What if? I want you to, I want to leave you with the what if. What if God do it exactly what he told you he was going to do in your life? What if things start happening so fast your head begins to swim? Blessings on top of blessings on top of blessings because you were obedient. Your obedience is what's going to get you there. So you need to be obedient when God tells you, hey, it's time to teach and you need to be obedient when God says, hey, it's time to be the student. I need you to learn something. It's your obedience that makes the difference. Nothing else. Are you going to be obedient to teach? Are you going to be obedient to be the student? And are you going to find a level of comfort in being able to do both of them and switch as needed? Right, you're going to be so comfortable with change, which sounds crazy. You're gonna get so comfortable with change that people gonna be like, man, you know, they're gonna to want to be in conversation with you in them because they don't know if you're teaching or they don't know if you're being a student, but they know if you're being a student is worth them listening to as well, because they understand, hey, if she feels like there's something she needs to listen to, I need to be listening to. And that's how it's going to go. So I pray you're encouraged today. I pray that whatever defense mechanisms you've been using to guard yourself, that you begin to release them through healing and God begins to show you the real you. Because the truth is, this is the real Danielle. Danielle was always supposed to be talking. She was always supposed to be doing this stuff, but fear and I don't want to be seen and I don't want people to talk about me, had me quiet for years, for years. Even in college, I was still on the quiet side, but I started finding myself in leadership roles. So I had to start speaking. But all this, all it is had been hidden because I didn't want nobody to see me. I don't want nobody to talk about me. So sis, who are you? Who is the real you? Who is the one that God created? Who is the one that is fearfully and wonderfully made? We want to meet her. Introduce her to us. Because that's the one we've been looking for. That's the sister we trying to hang out with. We trying to travel with. We trying to do dinner with. That's the one we've been looking for. So I'm excited. I'm excited to introduce me to you. And I'm excited to be introduced to you as well. So let us pray. God, thank you so much for revelation and knowledge about who you are calling us to be in this season. God, I thank you that we are moving in such a a way of the grace that is on our lives for the assignments. You are not assigning us to do anything without the grace to get it done in excellence. So God, I thank you that as you are putting us in positions to be the student or the teacher. And sometimes in the same room, we are um, being bold in different conversations that we become comfortable with the change, that we understand how to play both roles very well. God, I thank you right now that the real us is being revealed because you already see it. But we are going to start peeling back the layers to get to who you actually created us to be, the women that are flourishing, the women that are thriving and not simply surviving. So God, I thank you for everyone that is listening. Thank you for everyone that is sharing this podcast out. Thank you, God, for the ability to speak, that thank you that even though I use that defense mechanism for so many years, you are still giving me the opportunity to use my voice. And I thank you for that. I thank you, God, for everybody that is connected to Girl is Go Time in any capacity. Bless them, keep them, and show them your glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. So y'all, y'all know, we did it. Episode two is in the books Thank you again for your reviews and for sharing and for everything that you've been doing to get this word, to get this show to as many people as possible. So we're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We everywhere. We, we everywhere. Wherever you are, we are. So thank you again for tuning in. Make sure to connect with us at Girl We are Girl is Go Time on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. Our name is the same to make it easier for you to connect. We have some events coming up, so please make sure you stay connected. We have an event for female educators, which I am so excited about. I'm going to be releasing something new for them as well, but stay connected. I love each and every one of you, and I will see you next time at the Girl is Go Time show where the sideline is no longer your home. Be blessed.